Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode we're going to go through questions on vascular surgery and you can find loads more questions covering the whole of surgery and soon to be medicine in short answer question, multiple choice question and extended matching question format as well as over 300 flashcards covering the whole of medicine and surgery at members.zerotofinals.com. So let's get straight into these questions on vascular surgery. Question 1. What term refers to the symptoms of ischemia in a limb occurring during exertion and relieved by rest? Intermittent claudication. Question 2. What term describes the end stage of peripheral arterial disease where there is an inadequate supply of blood to the limb to allow it to function normally at rest. Critical limb ischemia. Question 3. What term refers to the death of tissues specifically due to an inadequate blood supply? Gangrene. Question 4. What two categories can you divide atherosclerosis risk factors into? modifiable and non-modifiable risk factors. Question 5. What notable class of medication causes atherosclerosis? Atypical antipsychotics. Question 6. What are the features of critical limb ischemia? You can use the 6 P's mnemonic for this. Pain, pallor, pulseless, paralysis, paresthesia and perishingly cold. Question 7. Where is the occlusion in Lariche syndrome? In the distal aorta or the proximal common iliac artery. Question 8. What is the triad of features in Lariche syndrome? Thigh or buttock claudication, absent femoral pulses and male impotence. Question 9. What may be seen in the legs on examination of somebody with a previous coronary artery bypass graft? A scar on the inner calf. Why? Due to saphenous vein harvesting. Question 10. What pulses can be felt in the feet? The posterior tibial and the dorsalis pedis. Question 11. What specific examination technique can be used to assess for peripheral arterial disease in the legs? Burger's test. Question 12. What is the name for the area from the mid-calf down to the ankle that is typically affected by skin changes caused by chronic venous insufficiency? Gator area. Question 13. What test can be used in clinic to objectively assess the severity of peripheral arterial disease? An ankle brachial pressure index or ABPI. 
Question 14. What medications are used for secondary prevention in peripheral arterial disease? Atorvastatin 80 mg and Clopidogrel 75 mg. Question 15. What procedure involves cutting a vessel open and removing an atheromatous plaque? Endarterectomy. Question 16. What procedure involves inserting a catheter through the arterial system to apply medication directly into a thrombus in order to dissolve it? Endovascular thrombolysis. Question 17. What procedure involves inserting a catheter through the arterial system and removing the thrombus by aspiration or mechanical devices? Endovascular thrombectomy. Question 18. In what circumstance might a deep vein thrombosis lead to a stroke? When there is a connection between the right and left side of the heart, for example an atrial septal defect. Question 19. What condition may present with recurrent deep vein thrombosis and recurrent miscarriage. Antiphospholipid syndrome. Question 20. What type of medication is first line for venous thromboembolism prophylaxis in an acutely unwell medical patient? Low molecular weight heparin. Question 21. Where on the leg should you measure in a patient with a suspected deep vein thrombosis? Measure the circumference of the calf 10 centimeters below the tibial tuberosity. Question 22. What scoring system is used to predict the risk of a patient presenting with symptoms of having a deep vein thrombosis or a pulmonary embolism? The Wells score. Question 23. Comment on the sensitivity and the specificity of a D-dimer blood test. It has a high sensitivity and a low specificity. Question 24. What investigation is used to diagnose deep vein thrombosis? A Doppler ultrasound. Question 25. What investigations can be used to diagnose a pulmonary embolism? A CT pulmonary angiogram or CTPA or a ventilation perfusion scan or a VQ scan. Question 26. What first-line options are recommended as initial anticoagulation for most patients with a DVT or a PE? Apixaban or rivaroxaban? Question 27. What treatment options might be considered in patients with a symptomatic iliofemoral DVT and symptoms lasting less than 14 days? Catheter-directed thrombolysis. 
Question 28. What is the mechanism of action of warfarin? It's a vitamin K antagonist. Question 29. Give some examples of direct-acting oral anticoagulants or DOACs. Apixaban, Rivaroxaban, Edoxaban and Dabigatran. Question 30. How long is anticoagulation typically continued before stopping is considered in a patient with a DVT or a PE where there is a clear reversible cause? Three months. Question 31. What device may be used in unusual cases of patients with recurrent pulmonary embolisms or in patients with deep vein thrombosis that are unsuitable for anticoagulation? An inferior vena cava filter. Question 32. What term describes dilated blood vessels in the skin measuring 1 to 3 millimetres in diameter? Reticular veins. Question 33. What term refers to dilated blood vessels in the skin measuring less than 1 millimetre in diameter? Telangiectasia or spider veins or thread veins. Question 34. What vessels connect the deep and the superficial veins? The perforating veins or the perforators. Question 35. What chemical causes the brown discoloration that occurs in the legs in patients with chronic venous insufficiency? Hemosiderin. Question 36. What process causes the skin and soft tissues to become fibrotic and tight, causing the lower legs to become narrow and hard in patients with chronic venous insufficiency? Lipodermatosclerosis. Question 37. What are the surgical options for varicose veins? endothermal ablation, sclerotherapy, and stripping. Question 38. What term refers to patches of smooth, porcelain-white scar tissue on the skin resulting from chronic venous insufficiency? Atrophy blanche. Question 39. What class of medication may be used to treat flares of venous eczema? Topical steroids. Question 40. What is the treatment for flares of lipodermatosclerosis? Very potent topical steroids. Question 41. What is important to exclude before using compression stockings to treat chronic venous insufficiency? Peripheral arterial disease. Question 42. What risk assessment tool is commonly used for estimating an individual patient's risk of developing a pressure ulcer? 
the water low score. Question 43. What type of foot ulcer typically gives a punched out appearance with well-defined borders? Arterial ulcers. Question 44. What type of foot ulcer gives pain that is worse at night? Arterial ulcers. Question 45. What oral medication is unlicensed but can improve healing in venous ulcers? Pentoxifiline. Question 46. What type of analgesia should be avoided in patients with venous ulcers? NSAIDs. Question 47. What condition involves the abnormal buildup of fat tissue in the limbs, often the legs? Lipodema. Question 48. What clinical sign can be elicited in patients with lymphedema? Stemmer's sign. Question 49. What type of nuclear medicine scan can be used to assess the structure of the lymphatic system? Lymphocentigraphy. Question 50. What investigation uses an electrical current to estimate the volume of lymph fluid in the tissues? Bioelectric impedance spectrometry. Question 51. What surgical procedure involves attaching lymphatic vessels to nearby veins, allowing the lymphatic vessel to drain directly into the venous system? Lymphaticovenular anastomosis. Question 52. What infectious disease causes severe lymphedema with thickening and hardening of the skin and tissues? Lymphatic filariasis. Question 53. Who is routinely screened for abdominal aortic aneurysms in England? All men at age 65. Question 54. What is the usual initial investigation in diagnosing an abdominal aortic aneurysm? Ultrasound. Question 55. What diameter determines an abdominal aortic aneurysm as being small, medium or large? Small is between 3 and 4.4 centimetres. Medium is between 4.5 and 5.4 centimetres and large is above 5.5 centimetres. Question 56. Above what size do the NICE guidelines recommend elective repair of an abdominal aortic aneurysm? A diameter above 5.5 centimetres. Question 57. What procedure involves using a stent inserted via the femoral arteries to repair an abdominal aortic aneurysm.
Endovascular Aneurysm Repair, or EVA. Question 58. What are the three layers of the aorta wall? The intima, media, and adventitia. Question 59. What sections of the aorta does aortic dissection most often affect? The ascending aorta and the aortic arch. Question 60. What classification systems can be used to define the type of aortic dissection? Stanford and DeBakey. Question 61. What illicit drug might prompt the development of aortic dissection? Cocaine. Question 62. Give examples of conditions that affect the connective tissues which can increase the risk of aortic dissection. Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and Marfan syndrome. Question 63. What description or character of chest pain may be given by a patient with aortic dissection? A ripping or tearing pain. Question 64. What rapid test may be used in A&E to assess for aortic dissection? A bedside ultrasound. Question 65. What is the usual initial investigation of choice for confirming the diagnosis of aortic dissection? A CT angiogram. Question 66. Thoracic endovascular aortic repair, or TVAR, can be used when an aortic dissection affects what area of the aorta? The descending aorta after the left subclavian artery. What type of dissection is this? Type B, according to the Stamford system. Question 67. What related conditions would result in a patient being investigated for carotid artery stenosis? A transient ischemic attack, or TIA, or a stroke? Question 68. What is the initial investigation of choice for carotid artery stenosis? A carotid ultrasound scan. Question 69. What procedure involves an incision in the neck, opening the carotid artery and scraping out the plaque? Carotid endarterectomy. Question 70. What is another name for Berger disease? Thromboangitis obliterans. Question 71. What is the typical presenting feature of Berger disease? Painful blue discoloration of the fingertips or the tips of the toes. Question 72. What is the main risk factor for Berger disease? Smoking. 
Question 73. What age range and gender are most affected by Berger disease? Men aged 25 to 35. Question 74. What might be seen on an angiogram in a patient with Berger disease? Corkscrew collaterals. Question 75. What is the mainstay of management of Berger disease? Stopping smoking. So thanks for listening to this episode of Questions on Vascular Surgery. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. I recommend you go over to members.zerotofinals.com to check out the resources there. And I hope you join me for the next episode where we'll go through questions on cardiothoracic surgery.